1: Sirius XM Radio presents,
2: in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host ten-year NFL defensive lineman, Lijay Duesbo, and I'm with my teammate, 15 years covering the Miami Dolphins as a beat writer NFL columnist, my guy.
3: Oh Mark Kelly! Oh, what's good? Chilling, chilling. I'm I'm gonna have to make you do it over because I didn't feel your energy. Usually, uh, when I'm uh, with on, you, hold on, hold on. when I'm with you, the energy
2: from the start just from sets the start. The tone. Uh, let me do that intro one more time. What up, what up? What up? What up, good people? This is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, ten year NFL defensive lineman, Leejay Duesborn. I'm with my teammate, world renowned. NFL columnist 15 years covering the Miami Dolphins as a beat rider, Omar Kelly. That is the energy level is- and determination <laughs> that I expect. I from love you. it. Hold me accountable. Oh, hold me accountable.
3: Listen, you, you, you sounded like a man who's ready to go on vacation on that <laughs> one. Like he's just trying to make it
2: through the week. Never, man. Every time we come in here, what we call the locker room, I don't have that energy. So I thank you for holding me accountable. We got a great show. Oh, let's get into it. Steph Curry. Wasn't his normal self last night in Game 5 of the Finals. But not to worry, Andrew Wiggins and the rest of the Warrior role players decided we don't have your back, big dog, because you carried us in Game 4. Are the Boston Celtics in trouble? We discuss that later. And will Baker Mayfield, who Omar Kelly called an Airbnb quarterback, be a Carolina Panther? Well, it just depends on how much of that $18 million salary the Panthers are willing to pay. And Bruce Arians said if Tom had Tom Brady hadn't come back, he would still be the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. We get into that. But first, Deshaun Watson. He spoke to the media for the first time today since March 25th for about 10 minutes of hope of clearing the air and clearing his name. And this is what he said.
4: Um honestly, it's been, you know, it's been tough. Um, you know, just trying to make sure that I, I stay balanced. Uh, with my my mental and just my social life. But I have a great family. Um, I have a great uh, legal team, and I have a great support cast here in this organization. So when I walk into the building, all that stuff is outside. i got to focus on football and my teammates, building that trust with those guys on the football field and off the field, and just really just coming to work because the game plan is, you know, the season starts and and getting everyone on the same
0: page. When you've met with the NFL, how has that gone, and are you really – are you concerned with waiting for this decision from a league?
4: Um, yeah, I can't control that. You know, I met with the, the NFL, um, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully, uh, that, that the NFL asked me. Um, I spent hours with those, with those, with the people that they brought down and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job and so I have to respect that. And that's what we want to do is cooperate. And, you know, they have to make a decision best for the, uh, the lead, you know, so. I never forced anyone, I never assaulted anyone. So um, that's what, you know, I've I've been saying it from the beginning and I'm gonna continue to do that and, and until all the facts come out on the legal side, I have to continue to just, you know, go with the process for my legal team and, and um, you know, the court of law. These allegations uh, is very, is very serious and, you know, you have to respect that and, and everything that goes with it and it impacts so many people, not just me and my family and this organization but people that are outside in the community. This fan base, people from from the Houston fan base, anyone that was, you know, a fan of mine. But uh, as far as that, um, I haven't got into any of that. My biggest thing is just wanting to clear my name, so I can get back, you know, being in an environment that, you know, I'm most comfortable in, and that's being in the community and helping people and being that that role model and leader, uh, and also being on the football field with my teammates and try to win ball games. So uh, that's that's something that I haven't really been focused on, just really clearing my name and just focusing on doing what's right and, and being honest and, and whatever whoever I have to answer to, I have to give them the true facts. Now, two more accusers have filed,
2: you know, suits against Deshaun Watson. I want to throw this question to Omar Kelly. Now, we just heard a couple of clips of yeah. that 10-minute, quote-unquote, interview or press conference Deshaun Watson had. First off, what did yeah. I say? My over-under number is
3: 28.5. I thought you said it was 30. Did I say it was 30? I I, I thought you told me that I need to put a 0. .5 on it because yeah. to make it a, a – a, a, For betting odds. For yeah. betting odds. I, it, yeah, I think these accusers are going to continue to come forward. Even mm. Busby, the the lawyer representing these women, you know, they have basically said that it's it's going to be, you know, the, the, the lawyer representing them, he was upset that he wasn't more contrite and more remorseful, and I think that Busby is going to continue to have these women more women come forward as the regular season approaches to apply more pressure to apply to to get a settlement. Yeah. And From the position that I'm sitting right now, if I'm Deshaun Watson from the view of public perception, yeah, I'm guilty as hell. From I don't think you can go to a Publix or your nearest grocery store and say, What are your thoughts about Deshaun Watson? Mm -hmm. Just the the casual observers, casual sports fans. Yeah. Their viewpoint is gonna be he's guilty as hell because of what the public knows because yeah. of the information the 66 masseuses that you sought out in houston yeah. the 20 now six women who yeah. are coming forward the details of the incident um of, of of these incidents so if you're guilty why would you if 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 the public perception is you're guilty and settling it doesn't change that mm-hmm. why
2: not just go through with the lawsuit? Yeah, I mean, and that's a perfect segue into what Deshaun Watson discussed next, right? One of the reporters asked him if he had offered any money to the accusers, and also he had a response to the 66 uh, appointments in the 18-month span, and this is
5: what he said. You told us that you, you would not settle on a court. Yet after that, a report came out that your team offered $100,000 to each of these Accusers. So which is the truth? Was that money offered or or
4: not? Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of articles that's out there and, and facts and things like that. Um, you know, there was a process that was going on back in November uh, with another organization. Um, so I can't really get too far in details with that. But, you know, with the process that was going on before I became a Cleveland Brown, uh, that's a whole other discussion. Just so on Speaking after. of uh, uh,
0: articles, the New York Times reported that you looked... Massages with sixty-six different
4: women over a seventeen-month period. Does that number sixty-six seem right to you? Um, I mean, I can ask. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, for what me and my attorneys went through, but at the same time, you know, that's a, that's more of a, a legal question that I can't really get into details about. Um, so you'll probably have to ask my attorneys and things like that to confirm.
2: Now, Omar Kelly, um, we all were just listening to that clip and I saw your face kind of perk up when he was answering the question about the 66 appointments. Um, seemed like Deshaun kind of like almost missed, I not want to say misguided his words. We kind of like didn't know what he- his response
3: was going to be. No, I think it, it, as a journalist who listens to words and slices and dices them and interprets them, I think that that was something that he wanted to answer and say, no, I don't think that that's factually accurate. But they understand that's a that's a that's lawyer a legal, question. Yeah, that's legal. a lawyer question. Exactly. But I want you to know that that's not factually accurate. But then sitting talking to you, gentlemen, mm. I you know the 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 my my thought process is I might personally know about five masseuses in Miami. Mm-hmm. I might have personally used probably five six. Mm-hmm. Now over the course of time, that's over the
1: course of many 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 years. Many six, years. six is too much. Yeah. Huh? Sixty six is too much. Okay.
3: Is that where you're but, getting? But, to? but but you're you're at you're probably at twenty.
1: Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's funny because you know listening to him and um in the in the reporter asked oh, that question. Oh, by the way, this is my this is our teammate Brandon this, Marshall this the like, that, step, that stepped that in. <laughs> yeah. So like you know listening to the question, um you know I, I was like man let, I need to sit back and actually count right mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. love to to find out exactly where I'm at you know I played on six different teams and I played 13 years right and there were some teams where you know I may have had two to three to four different massage therapists in a year um you know and then also when you're on the road and you're traveling as well right yeah. so I would call you know some of my guys that played on different teams exactly. go to yep. Cleveland hey who's the massage therapist here I hit Larry so Fitzgerald up I'm born in am Minnesota that's that correct like yeah. like for example I called Larry Fitzgerald um, back in the day I was going to Minnesota he played in Arizona yeah, but he was from Minnesota mm-hmm. and I said, hey, I'm going to Minnesota can you refer me to someone right So like it, it's a lot but in his young career 66 is a lot man
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, There's obviously a problem let's let's keep it real here okay and and, and I do want to say this when you know when you sexual assault and you know women and, and abuse and all of that stuff is serious and um, and, and so I, I, I want to be mindful there. And and I but let's let's also have a real conversation, right? There's a real community and a culture around this whole happy ending thing. That's fair. and there's a lot of and there's a lot of guys and women out there that participate in this space. You you heard his uh his his uh, attorney actually slipped up and said that, mm. right? He he actually Same said like something. About, oh, it's just a happy. are yeah, illegal to, he had to, he had to Retract like that. that, right? Yeah. So like, if, if you're dealing with sixty six massage therapists. You know, and and, and and again, I don't know all the details and there's two sides to it, but there seems to be something around this. Right. If, yeah. if this is the truth, there's something around this. Look at the Patriots owner. Right. Exactly. Because it, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Yeah. 100%. There, there's a there's a real thing. Dudes, if we being honest. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a time where we all went to Hawaii. Okay. And then there was a lot in in college and there was a lot of guys on our team talking about, let's go to these, uh, these, these, these spots right over here. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus, but like, that was, that, that was, that's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. So I'm saying that to say that, um, you know, we got to highlight that. And then Omar, I want to push the conversation forward because as an athlete who also been through a lot of challenges, this process that he's going through right now is extremely painful. Oh, I'm and sure it's that. difficult. This is one of the most difficult times. That, and obviously, the, the you know, the victims, it's a difficult time for them, too. 100%. But basically what I'm saying is that as an athlete, this is a difficult time. And what I found in my career, right, like, yes, public uh, perception, which you're talking about also, but the, the fans and the public will forgive you if you actually stand up and lean into it and be honest, Mm. right? And that was one of the things that got me through some of my hardest time. I stood up and said, Oh, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's going on. And now I'm in this position where people are actually looking at me as a, a leader, as a yeah. thought, as a thought leader in some of these in some of these conversations because I leaned into it and I was honest. But you got to do the work, and you got you can't run. Right, right now, you he, this he did a phenomenal job as far as answering these questions. He had poise, you know. He he knew he was prepared. Yes, he right. Was. He was prepared. He was polished, right? But yeah. at the at the end of the day, man, when you're in this situation, talking about sixty six accusers, you you sometimes you have to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, like twenty yeah, six
3: accused. You got to be 66, Yeah, e-
2: yeah, yeah.
3: You got to. Be- yeah, but I think. But while you've got a civil litigation coming as well, you can't talk about the legal ramifications. Yeah. You got, yeah, true. You can't. You can't acknowledge guilt or remorse exactly. or or anything for anything. it's going
1: to, it to it be in, in evidence that's so, so, introduced so, so, into the trial. So give me. Give, so give us it. Give, give athletes advice. Like, what advice would you have for athletes? You know, uh, going through situations like this you've been on the other side asking those questions how should an athlete handle this? Mm. you're right be honest, be open but then here's the thing you
3: anything that comes up that they want details is, I have I, I be for the for the sake of the legal process yeah I have to let that play out I, I have court. to let that play out in the legals because yeah. I, I wish I could I wish I could say more to you and mm. and be more but the things that you can answer which is you can come out and say if you you and your attorney have added it up and you said 66 that's too high a number mm. and you can factually prove 66 is too high a number you need to come out strong and stern that's incorrect. Mm. If he would have said, if he would have said, came out and said, "That's incorrect," and let it, it stand like on. He kind of wanted to say it. You, he but, did. Yeah, he but it was like, like, he did. He thought about it like this. No, no, no. no played he tap danced. He tap yeah. danced, and I think he he can't come out too strong. He can't come out too strong and too too animated. Like yeah. this is incorrect, and I feel like I'm 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 being you know because he, I, I feel like I'm being tried by the media. Mm. And,
2: and if he would have said that, uh that, would, that wouldn't have went well for him. See, it, it, it wouldn't have went well for him it, at all. Exactly, because I mean, I think people are but, already but thinking it, he's it's not remorseful. But for, it's
3: actually factually accurate. Yeah, it's it's factually accurate, mm. but it's. I'm sorry. This is this is not a a, a legal matter. This is not a a a police matter. Now, this is a civil, civil matter. Yeah, right. So that means it's about money am i am i not correct, correct. and he needs to pr- mm-hmm. he needs to protect himself yeah. but he, he if something is factually inaccurate you can come out and you can say it's not 66 that number yeah. seems high. that number seems high based yeah. on based on my 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 and, my recollection and and my turn. And, rec- and,
6: and then let me
1: highlight this too dudes you mm-hmm. know also you know omar's talking about the you know the the civil ramifications this is a civil suits coming down to money. Let's talk about the other side of the money, and that's the brand, Yeah, right? Mm. And so a lot of athletes... It's, it's, that the brand just got a,
3: a $280 million guaranteed money? Yeah, but yeah. that's football money.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, he, Nike. He, he lost know, a lot he, of sponsorship. He, was, he, he lost was, like he, every sponsorship. He was getting big bags outside yeah. of football. And, and here's the reality. I said all that to say this. His brand will never bounce back. Never. Like when you go through this, and and hell, I went through you know my drama in the NFL. When you go through this, your brand will it's 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 always going to be with him. That's always going to be a question that always come up, even post career when he's doing business. Yeah, this going to live with him forever. Yeah, that's the reality. That's why as athletes and just people, period. Right, like we're we're just. You know, we're highlighted. We're on this platform. We're, we're You know, we're going to be on A- ESPN. Our, our, our good, bad, and ugly is going to play out in front of the entire world. But that's why it's important that we, you know, we're really careful with the decisions that we that we make every single day because, you know, there's consequences to it.
2: This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Dulzabu, with my teammates, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall. And we're discussing the Sean Watson, speaking to the media for the first time. Since his press conference, March twenty fifth, and then this next clip, you know, a question was asked to Sean Watson: um, What conversations have you had to your teammates pertaining to all these allegations? And this is what he said:
7: Deshaun, what do you
5: say to your teammates? You just talked to the impact that all these allegations have
4: had on
5: the public, yeah. but inside that locker room, how
4: do you get wow, these guys wow. to trust you and believe? cuz there's some dudes? And on my, when wow. all these things are out in the media, I just be myself. I come in here with my head head held high." I come in here. If any one of those guys need to ask questions or they have any concerns, they know they can come to my locker and ask me. But for ever since I walked in here from day one, these guys have rallied around me and supported me. And if anything popped up, they questions have been asked, and I answered them truthfully. And outside of that, we come in here, we work, we try to be the best Cleveland Brown that we can be, best teammate we can be. And we've had a lot of fun to getting to know each other, and especially on the trip to the Bahamas, that was awesome. So uh, these guys have also, you know, came behind me and supported me. Yeah, and I thought it was important for us to play that clip because, Brandon, we call this the locker
2: room, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I, I want I wanted to throw this question you. Like, if you're a teammate on that team, and we know, and me and you have stated this many times, like the locker room is the most diverse workplace I would say in the world, you got guys that have different religious background, economical background, yep. ethnic backgrounds. Um, you're not going to be friends with everybody so on the there, team. It's a, it's a different neighborhood in the, in the in entire world. Exactly. So yeah. like if, if you You know people don't get that, right? Yeah, that's, but that's why we try to emphasize that so much on this show. Like this is like the most diverse place you yeah. can come to work it's, at It's supposed to it is, be what
1: America looks like it 100%. It is
3: absolutely. As somebody who's an insider who is allowed to come in mm. once, uh, once a day for 45 minutes. Mm.
1: It is truly the is most a, diverse place in insider. the world. You're a, you're an insider from a, uh, a journalistic standpoint, but I don't get I don't get to stay.
3: We get. <laughs> out. What
2: was your question, real? But quick? no, I was just saying, like there's there's times in in, in a locker room, right? You're not going to agree with everybody's views on life. You know, right. maybe their religious uh, views or their views on life, period, or where they come from, and you know, you you grew up differently. As a teammate, right? Uh, you see design Watson going through all these allegations. Like, like what? What? What are your questions to him? And then also, like, like how do you proceed going forward, knowing that this guy is supposed to be our leader
1: of the team? Right. My experience in the locker room, it first starts with curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Because the other side to this, you know, and, and it's important that we have this conversation, is you know, guys don't quickly come in and judge because guys been in positions before where they, you know you know a- athletes are targets yeah exactly. right so guys before they come in and judge they want to the, the right guys they they want to gather the information because they also know that the other side to this and what it can be and what it looks like a lot of guys experience this on some type of level right now in this situation I, in the locker room guys like man it's just they 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 have the cooler hey, hey hell dude come in, a, in in the shower talking about 66 like all the new information coming out, 66. And then the Sean walking a little shout like everybody, everybody get quiet. like <laughs> <laughs> Right. But because it's now now because they're, they're still like, what is is it black and white? What's happening? Exactly. Now, if yeah. it came, oh. if he came out and said, this is what happened if someone if it was, you know, the, the evidence comes out like this is what happened. There's going to be guys in the locker room say, I don't want to play with that guy. I don't want to. Res- I don't respect that guy because of like you said, guys have different views. points of views yep. on certain things oh, and different experiences. Hold on. You don't think the trip to the Bahamas smooth? it all over well, right now, in that curious phase. right now, they're in that curious phase, yeah. right? Like, they're, they're okay, trying to figure they're trying out who he is, yeah. But come on now, like, just because you got to think about there's some guys in that locker room, let's be on let's be honest, some of their sisters may have been assaulted, yeah. your mom, like, what so if you on not know DeAndre how to somebody, team?
2: yeah,
1: right? Like, if he you think well, he was on, they yeah. they, they played yeah, together, it yeah, right? So, like, and, and but the locker room is also it's a forgiving place as well,
2: 100 right? That, that's also what happens in a locker room as well. Well, I also think the locker room is so different because, again, because you don't have the same views as everybody whether it's religious or where you grew up or just point of views on life, period, right? It's the one place where guys can come together that don't agree with, you know, each other all the time for a common goal and that's to win games, right? There's there's times where I'm sure, Brandon, like there are certain coaches you didn't really get along with. I mean, perfect example is right now with the Washington Commanders, I'm, I guarantee there's probably some defensive players on that team like, man, I don't really want this dude to be my coach, but at the end of the day, we got to go out there and perform, right? Because the GM don't care if I don't like Jack Del Rio, you know, the GM and, and, and Cleveland don't care if I don't like Deshaun Watson, he's there 230 million. He going to be there. Right. So I got to still go out there and perform at a high level. And um, we'll go into this, this last clip of Deshaun Watson talking about, is he open, open to settle uh, settling these matters at uh, a court? And this is what he said. Are you open to settling now and what would
4: it take to settle these? Uh, like I said, I just want to clear my name and be able to tell, let the facts and the legal uh, legal procedure, procedures continue to play out. Um, so right now, that's where, that's all I'm doing is, is want to clear my name and be able to let all the facts come out in the court of law and, and be able to focus on that.
2: You could
3: tell that those were his talking points. Clear my name. Let all the facts come out. I was just about
2: out. to ask you, so what do you think, Deshaun, you wanted to get out of this press conference? <laughs> I want to clear my
3: name. Let all the facts come out. Wait yeah. for the facts. Mm-hmm. 66,
2: masseuses, that's not Appointments. accurate. Appointments, yeah. Appointments, that's yeah. not accurate. Do you? Uh, how do you think this ultimately gets handled, right? Because I think, honestly, we've been talking about this for, for months now. Like, I feel like the NFL is up against the clock on a decision on, you know, what they're going to do discipline-wise. I don't, I, don't think,
3: I don't think the the, the civil lawsuit. Can or should impact
2: what the NFL does? I mean, but there's been times where guys in the court of law, you know, criminally haven't been charged with anything. Yeah. And they've still gotten suspended. I I think he should be suspended for half the season
3: out the gate. He's already sat out an entire year. And I felt like he should have been on the suspend on the commissioner's exempt list. Maybe this is the year that they put him on the commissioner's exempt list, and maybe he does sit out an entire season. But
1: but wasn't let's be honest. Why didn't he
2: play last year? They were trying to trade him.
1: No, no, nah, nah, bro. Because he didn't want to
3: play <laughs> for Houston, and they were trying to trade him, and they couldn't get a deal done with Miami.
1: So, so you, you, but you it was also this case. anything to do <laughs> with this case come on. Uh,
3: it's, it's, so I would have loved for them yeah. to have traded him and then Miami be in position to, to play him and then see what the NFL does. They probably needed to put him on a suspended
1: yeah, list. But you know what's happening behind yeah. the scenes, man. The, the NFL's they, they, that's why nobody trade for, traded for him because they knew yeah. If you trade for him, he's suspended immediately.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what ultimately happens to Deshaun Watson. Here in-depth analysis of the NBA Finals with Danny
0: Green on Inside the Green Room, a serious SiriusXM podcast.
7: In- Andrew Wiggins has changed the narrative about who he was. He's the second best player on the Warriors and he might
5: mess around and win finals MVP. he has another great appearance, another great outing like that, I think I I might pick him as MVP if Steph is off again, but it's not just, it's not because of the offense, but his defense
7: uh, more importantly than anything. Inside the green room, download it now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcast.
2: I am your host, Lijay J. with my teammates, Brandon Marshall and auntie Chantel. And before the break, We were discussing Lamar Jackson showing up to minicamp and talking about his contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Lamar Jackson spoke after minicamp for the first time in five months. And he talked about things like why he skipped OTAs and also his contract status. And this is what he said.
8: I just wanted to stay away and just grind. You know, just want to come back and just see how I felt. I feel good. You know, I, I asked my guys how they feel if I stay home. They was like, you know, it's cool. You know, I want to get some chemistry. They'll tell me I want to get some chemistry. I'm like, man, we're going to get that regardless when we get back. And, like, when I first started um, off season back in February, James Prochet and um, Bate was out in California with me. And we were just hitting off the back, like just throwing passes, complete passes. We were looking pretty good, so I was like, chemistry going to be there when I get there for um, camp. So I was just good, just trying to grind. If you haven't already,
9: uh, do you plan to have a conversation about the contract before the season begins?
8: Oh, we actually did. We, we did. You know, it's a conversation. That's all. We're just keeping it private.
7: The national guys
0: talk. A lot of them say they wouldn't step on the field with your brand of football. Without a deal, do you buy into that? Do you nah, do
8: that? nah, I don't buy into it at all. You know, I play football. That's what I'm here for. How
0: much has the Sean Watson contract affected your thoughts about your future and what would be an acceptable contract for you?
8: Um, nothing at all. You know, I'm I'm a man of my own. You know, I don't worry about what those guys get.
0: If you don't have an extension, like the way you're thinking right now, I mean, will you um, be a training camp? Will you be playing week one under your current
5: deal with no with no contract.
2: we were having a conversation about it. I don't know. Mm. Well, Brandon Marshall and Auntie Chantel, a lot of telling things in that press conference with Lamar Jackson. First and foremost, we had a, you know, a segment yesterday called it, we called it Keep It G with me, right? Mm. I'm about to keep it uh, G. Lamar Jackson stop lying and saying Deshaun Watson's deal had no bearing on on what you think your numbers should be. Like, right. Come on, Brandon. We all know. We look at what guys are making. Right. So we know when we're up, oh, this is where it starts. This is the floor right here for where my next deal is going to be. So you, for you to be like, well, he's another man that has no bearing on what I'm doing. Stop it. Just stop it. Like, well,
1: <laughs> hold on. So, okay, great. I love it. So it's uh, keep it G. Keep it G. Keep well, it G with me. Well, well okay. Okay. Lamar, you heard, dudes. Now listen <laughs> to me. If you want to keep your Gs, <laughs> keep saying what you're saying. Hey, I love it. Right? Like, come on now. Like, no, nah, when you're doing business, you got to keep things private until they don't need to be private. Well, you heard what he said then, right? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know I know. You're right. But he did a phenomenal job yeah. up until the very last soundbite, <laughs> right? Oh no. Because you know this, man. The reporters, the Omar Kellys of the world, when, you're, when they're <laughs> sitting down with us athletes, They already know the answers. They yep. already know. They're just trying to get the sound bite out of them because mm-hmm. once you get the sound bite out of the athlete, now you have a show. 100%. Now you have something to write about. And so Lamar did a great job. He answered the way he, he should have answered it, you know, but he knows he's, so, he's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. He knows chemistry is built through the entire offseason, not just in February. He knows that, but the business is in a way, and, and, and un, unfortunately this is the this is the business. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, they try to make athletes feel guilty when you're like oh you're supposed to be here with the team the team well when we talk in business it ain't about the team it's about me they, old, and they and 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 so that's where you get institutionalized as an athlete and where you start becoming a bad businessman or bad businesswoman is by this team, team, team. Yeah. This is a $16 billion Ooh, industry, dude. with a billion. Okay, they got <laughs> athletes now making a half a billion dollars. Mm. So you want to be a team, <laughs> <laughs> right? So like, it, it sucks because, you know, this is what it's all about being together and, and doing it with your team. But when the business come, it's a it's a it's a tough thing to navigate, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing play out. But like Auntie and I was was talking about, um, you know, this offline, and, and what I said to Auntie about another quarterback, um, you know, I'm like, look, you know, he, they're doing the right thing. Basically, I lost my train of thoughts.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> Auntie, 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 how do you feel about mm-hmm. Lamar uh, Jackson's press conference today?
9: Look, I'm with nephew. You know, it, just say he gonna keep saying the right things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about what nobody else is doing. I'm more, you know, <laughs> that's what he's supposed to say, right? But he he, I, Lamar gonna show up. He gonna do what he is. He gonna do what he does. Baltimore gonna be trash anyway. Like they hey, don't, they see gone. a
2: Pittsburgh fan. She biased. Yeah,
9: they, you know, but I mean, <laughs> think about it. What they, what have they done? I mean, the AFC North right now, no team can afford to have any kind of controversy or any quarterback that's missing time point. or whatever, like you got to come in there ready to play in that AFC North this year. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just think they get the deal done with the man and, and,
2: uh, and move on with it. Brent, I want to ask you a question. Cause again, you, you're, you're a resident teammate that's had holdouts and oh hold it, hold it. At one and a half. Yeah. And he's had you know hold them- ins. Hold oh ins. <laughs> if you're Lamar Jackson and you know, you guys are discussing, this contract in private with the Baltimore Ravens, and they don't come to a number that you like. You heard the end of his press conference. Do you honestly see him potentially, maybe not showing up to training camp? Where are he from? He from down here from the crib. You know what part? Pompano. He from Pompano.
1: <laughs> you know who else is from Pompano? Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a, they built different, and I say that because you got to understand the mindset. You know, uh, you know people from certain places of the world. Mm-hmm. They stand on principle. And the yeah. principal right now, he has all the risk. Yeah. Okay. And so they need to get a deal done. Um, th- do I see him sitting out all year? No. I, I don't see the Baltimore Ravens not sta- standing up and getting it done. Uh, this is what I said this to Auntie offline. I lost my train of thought. It's like, what's the alternative in AZ? Because y'all was talking about, you know, Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray yeah. yesterday. Why wouldn't you pay him? What's the alternative? Right. Oh, McCoy.
5: Oh yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> but, but you got to understand that, man. So they they get the deal done. Um, I, I
2: just can't see it not happening. I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I think that's why everybody's kind of like shaking their heads. So the Ravens not trying to offer him at least the the 230 million that Deshaun Watson was offered. I that mean, changed I, the game. Yeah, to me, like I, I think that's the starting point now. If you're if you're Lamar Jackson, like look here, you know what I'm saying? I've I literally was the focal point of this offense, not just the pass game, Brandon the run game as well. I lost my top three running backs last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost my left tackle, who was a pro bowl. I lost my number one blocking tight end. Yes. I had Andrews still, uh, still there, who was to me, the best tight end in football last year. But I, I literally put the team on my back so many times that I ended up getting hurt for you guys last year. Mm-hmm. Like 230 is the floor. That's where we're starting and we're that's not the ceiling. That's where we're starting. And I think the Ravens have to get this deal done. Cause like you almost, like you just said, Brandon, what's the alternative? Hold on. And, and here's the
1: thing: this is what we have to understand. We may see the best Lamar Jackson this year. This year. Didn't he already win an MVP? His second year. Yeah. He won the MVP, right? This is a Lamar Jackson. And the crazy part is, I don't think we've seen the best of Lamar Jackson. Have we probably seen the best of Lamar Jackson from a you know, run around standpoint. Dynamic part, yeah. Yes, but we're talking about a guy that can put it all together this year. Mm-hmm. Now the game is really slow. What what year is this for him, dudes? He's going into He's year f- four. No, year f- five. I think it's oh, year. Oh, this is
2: five. This is year. I'm sorry. It's just, this is right. Think fifth about year. that. This is his fifth year.
1: The continuity in the offense. Yeah. Right with his offensive coordinator. You know he's he's grown he's he's a man now yeah. right the first he, couple he years a boy
2: too, he, puts in like he understands how on. to
1: navigate off the field mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson may have his best year ever this mm-hmm. year man you better go pay that man and, yeah, and man. Lamar knows that that's why he's like I don't need to be there I know this <laughs> offense Facts. hell he the one out there remember last year playing against your team Auntie, my team too because I'm from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. all right but playing against the the Pittsburgh Steelers he was so hot. You never really see Lamar lose his poise that much. He was so hot. Why was he so hot? Because he's out there. He's like, they're calling they the, the plays. plays. Yeah. He's like, before we get to the line, he's saying, hey, this is what's happening. He's telling Greg Roman, we need to do this. We need to do that. And that's when you know when it, when a quarterback takes ownership of the offense, that's
2: when you have a dynamic offense. 100%. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lijay Douzable, with my teammates, Brandon Marshall and Auntie Chantel. We're discussing Lamar Jackson. And the Baltimore Ravens, and will they get this deal done before training camp starts? Again, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not showing up to training camp until I get that deal done. Well, we go from the Baltimore Ravens to another team in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. And to Uh, Davion Clowney admits he ended up back in Cleveland because of Deshaun Watson. Now, Brandon, we talk about the locker room and how diverse it is, and it's always being a melting pot. And how teammates, you know, for the majority uh, of, of time have each other's back. So, you know, Davion Clowney spoke with the media and he said where Deshaun Watson goes, that's where I was going. This is exactly what he said. He was—he said, I was all about where my boy Deshaun was going. I just wanted to go play with him and see what I could do with him again. I told him if he goes to Cleveland, then I will follow him over there. That's what it came down to. B. Marsh, what do you think about the Desha- um, Davion Clowney coming out? and having Deshaun Watson's back and wanting to play for his ex-teammate and now current teammate?
1: I mean, this is simple for me. Obviously, we understand uh, the situation uh, surrounding Deshaun, right? And, and you know, the cases, the allegations, all of that. And and so we, we get that. Um, but this also uh, continues the conversation that we had. I think it was Monday where we talked about you know, just the locker room—how diverse it is. Yeah. How diverse it is. How forgiving it could be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In the locker room, your teammates become family. Mm. Some of our strongest relationship that we have today is with people that we play uh, pop one <coughs> little league with. Yep. You know, High and school, then and then when bar. you get to that level, man, these are the people that are in your weddings. These are the people that you cry with, you 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 laugh with, not just. On the field on the court, but off of it, right? So I say that to say this: like, what would you do if your family member is going through something? Would mm. you support your family member or not? Right? Like, this is family. So We're I'm not surprised. About brotherhood, right? So I'm not surprised that he's he, he's supporting his guy, or and maybe it's not even support, he's just being honest with how he feels and how he's going through his process. It's like, I want to go play football with my brother. Mm. That's basically what he's saying. So um, I'm not surprised by that, uh, uh, one bit and, um, you know, just like I said, continues the conversation, uh, uh, painting that picture actually of how diverse our locker room is, how forgiving it is. And it shows the bonds that you built there. So, um, you know, obviously still so much going on with Deshaun. We'll see how that stuff plays out.
2: Mm. Well, now, Brandon, and
1: also, you know, so,
9: go ahead. Brownie, you know, he from Rock Hill, right. He's from South Carolina and, and mm-hmm. earlier they were talking about, you know he he'd love to have the opportunity to play closer to home but the only two options closer to his home are the falcons and the and the panthers Anders, and yeah. he, and both of them going to be trash so you know <laughs> is it is it the trash falcons or the oh, trash who gonna panthers going?
1: who's going to be good you keep calling everybody trash who's going to be good <laughs> this year
9: <laughs> you know tampa bay is going to be good i think the denver broncos are going to be good oh that's the
1: super bowl that's right i think
9: there. i think the rams are going to be back Ooh. Uh, you know, the Chargers, the Chargers could come out. The, the My Chargers God, could come the Chargers? out the AFC. What about your Steelers? The Chargers could come out the AFC. <laughs> 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 well, she, said, she said, what about Look, the Steelers? The Chargers the, <laughs> the, Steelers, the Steelers, especially if we end up getting in Dominic and Sue to come in and, and, and help out a little bit. The Steelers gonna have the best defense in the league.
2: I mean, what's I gonna do at quarterback though? You got the the young pup, and I, Kenny Pickett, no, and Mitch Trubisky. I over just there. said we
9: gonna have the best in the we gonna have the best defense in the league. The you problem didn't is you probably about offense? To, they probably they probably gonna have to play more than anybody else because our offense gonna be trash. <laughs> but who knows? Mitch may Mitch, Mitch may surprise some people, but he ain't one. I'm I'm I ain't hanging on our seventh Super Bowl this year.
2: Brian, I want to get back to you and and something that you said that was so telling, talking about the locker room and relationships and, you know, sometimes some of your best friends and best relationships you have come because of guys you've played with and the the bonds you've built in the locker room and on the field. Do you think for Jadavion Conley, this was more of an X's and O decision or was this mainly because of the relationship and friendship he has with Deshaun Watson? I think it's both. You know, you know that. Like, I mean, you yeah. want to play with
1: your boy. You want to play with yeah. your girl, one hundred percent. And then also from a X's and O standpoint, dudes, you know this as a defensive lineman. You know when you got those dogs on the other side, or helps
2: because <laughs> you, you're like, yo,
1: now I can potentially go get five, six, seven, exactly. eight, ten sacks. That's right? when you're playing
2: with the league. That's
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Elvis Doomerville, the defensive end, uh, legendary defensive end, was the one to highlight that for me. When he was going through his process it's like man i'm trying to go find a peyton manning type offense because now Ooh. i'm my ears is peeled back because they got to <laughs> throw the ball
2: yep so i think it's both dudes yeah 100 percent. and uh it'll be interesting to see what happens i believe uh Clowney only signed a one-year deal and we don't know how many games potentially deshaun watson could be suspended for
5: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about
3: this
6: juicy gem of a detour.
9: Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.
2: Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lijay Duzable, with my teammates, Brandon Flowers and Omar Kelly. And before the break, we were talking about Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. Should the Arizona Cardinals make him the highest paid player in Cardinals history. Well, that's what Clef, Cliff Kingsbury said. Or he spoke with the media uh, yesterday um, after minicamp and he was talking about making Kyler Murray the highest paid player in Cardinals history. He's hoping that they get this deal done before training camp starts. Now, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray is set to make $5.5 million this year <laughs> and 29.7 million next year on the fifth year option. And there's no secret that Kyler Murray has not been happy about his deal and the, with the Arizona Cardinals. How do you know? Because he
3: unfollowed everybody Exactly. On
8: this is
2: what this young group of kids do these days, right? And I don't want to call them kids, they're men. This is what this young group, this generation does, right? When they're unhappy about something, they take the social media. So, what Kyler Murray did this offseason was he unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals on social it's, it's media. It's like when you're breaking up with your girl. Yeah. You, you take all her pictures. But then, down. but then he took her back, right? Yeah. He followed them back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Murray's agent released a memo detailing. Reasons why Murray should be extended, which uh, wasn't public, uh, public wasn't publicly received well by the team. Now, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury spoke about making Kyler Murray the highest-paid player in Cardinals history at this press conference after you know yesterday's practice. This is what he said:
4: "There's no doubt. Um, I mean, he's he's the leader of this franchise. You know, we're about to make him." Um, like, I'm sure the highest paid player in this franchise history. And and so he understands what comes with that. And and the guys know what he can be at his best. And and anytime uh, we can get the
6: whole band out there, um, things pick up.
2: And to be devil's advocate, we know what he can be at his worst too. Down the stretch, the last two seasons, the Arizona Cardinals have really struggled. So b Flow Brandon Flowers should... The Arizona Cardinals break the bank for Kyler Murray.
7: They should definitely break the bank for Kyler Murray. I know he struggled, like you said, the past two seasons coming down the stretch, but he's a special talent. You know, he can make all the throws. He can escape the pocket. And he has an it factor to him, right? Mm. And if you pay him now, you know, you don't know. With Kyler Murray, he's so spontaneous. He can have a run for MVP season halfway through, right? He did that last year. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And if he just finishes off, though, he's going to (laughs) want to be, but he can get, he has the he, huh? he has the uh, capability of getting you, you, it done. You putting right? that it on him? Does he have it? He has the it. He has the he it. Has has the, so, okay. and, and bringing in Hollywood Brown his college receiver to yeah. add to, you know. Uh, that
2: continuity should be good. Split. Yeah, to,
7: to uh nuke that didn't play last year. But he's really. going to
2: miss the first six games as well. But he's going to get them back. Yeah. And,
7: and when the latter part of the season comes, Hollywood Brown will be in sync. DeAndre will be in seat with mm-hmm. these guys on the outside. So you do not want this guy to be in the MVP discussion and then you try to pay him. So just pay him now. The quarterback market is always different, right? Yeah, it is if you got a franchise quarterback. You don't care about if he's struggling a little bit or not. You just have to pay him. Quarterback market it's better to is pay different. now than later. Yeah. And the quarterback yeah. market is different than any other position. If you got a guy you feel like you can win with, you gotta pay him right now.
3: 45 million dollars. Are you it, it, are you okay with paying Kyler Murray? 45 million dollars a year. Yeah, uh two, hundred and thirty over five years. That's what the market that, is. The market for NFL. Court. I always <laughs> I, I'm felt like, just saying. Listen, is he is he worth it though? I, or would you rather, especially from the size and his style, would you rather ride that fifty option out, franchise tag him, and then see what's up?
7: You it's quarterbacks I, I will <laughs> say before quarterbacks don't grow on trees, but quarterbacks are starting to come out of college Man, and be successful. Please. And and the thing is. You don't you don't want a jimmy g out there in Arizona. You got a young wow, you, the you disrespect, disrespect for Jimmy G. a wait, g. Out there anyway. no, you don't wait want a minute. let Jimmy, g.
6: Let's
3: get a jimmy g. Jimmy G has taken a team to the play to the
7: Super Bowl and to the doorstep of the twice. Super Bowl twice. Kyler Murray has not. Okay. I, I don't dislike Jimmy G, but <laughs> that defense took them to the Super Bowl the first year, the second year. Man, you know Shanahan just was doing his thing with I would D-Bow. say more
2: so in the second year the defense took him. The first year. The year with Jimmy... they played
7: with Kansas City? The year they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, their yeah. defensive line couldn't be blocked.
2: Well, I mean, it couldn't be blocked last year either. That's what I'm saying. But it wasn't Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy was better offensively the first time.
7: I think Kyler Murray is a better offensive talent. He's younger. He's gonna get better. We can't be impatient. He's only in year four. Yeah. But this this is gonna get
3: better if he can physically hold up. Because what I don't like about these scrambling athletic quarterbacks is at some point you're gonna get Randall Cunningham. And
2: you go he got have banged to, up last year. Yeah, he, exactly. And yeah. he's
3: a small dude, so yeah. you know it's coming. Just like with Lamar, you know it's coming. Yeah. Now, can you become a pocket quarterback?
6: Mm.
2: And I think he actually you, can, though. I think he can too.
6: Yeah. I think
3: Kyler
2: can. I'm Kyler. not sure if Lamar yeah, can. Exactly. This is this has always been my issue with. Kyler Murray. You hear about the, the maturity things and his body language. And again, yeah. body language is body language. We know about this B-Flow. Like, you don't want your, you know, the leader of your team out there with bad body language out there, you know, interception. Like, how fast can you let go of a play and move on? That's what I want to see. I mean, he already teammate. shows you
3: not mature, but this is
2: my thing, right? We always talk about teams not doing enough for a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the Arizona Cardinals have done everything to make sure he has success right he doesn't just have two good receivers he legitimately has like three or four if you're talking about who they, they took Randall Moore high in the draft right they brought A.J. Green yeah. back traded for Hollywood Brown got Nuke there brought Zach Ertz back took a good tight end I believe in the second or third round this year they've done everything possible to put weapons around Colin Murray so he has no excuses and yet he still has not got them over the hump in the playoffs. Granted, he's only going in to year four this year. That's why I'm a little hesitant, b But to your point, I would pay him earlier than later because if he does does go out there and ball, the price tag is going up.
7: Listen, we can't just talk like he got the best roster in the NFC,
2: right? Because there's a
7: lot of rosters that's better than Arizona. <laughs> you can't just say they so They with, he, with, everything yeah. and he should just run through it. Like, for offensive weapons, would you, his, his division alone is it's just
2: It's, it's good, it's, but I'm saying tough. for offensive weapons, if you look at it, uh, would you take... Hold the longer. Cardinals offensive weapons or Green Bay's offensive we- we weapons? We got to fact in Hopkins' is suspension. I'm mean, but he's going to be there. You have to put Wait, him he wasn't in there to pass the pass. He year, was he hurt. Wasn't he there. was hurt. But I'm just saying, who whose weapons would you take? i take DeMonte Adams. He's out there, I remember? He's the a He's talking about, talking this year. about this yes, year. yeah. year. Sure. So you got to
7: see him play this year. You have
2: to uh, see what he does this year. I got what you're before, saying. Because before, he
7: plays solid, but the NFC is so tough. It's would just... you take
2: the 49ers offensive weapons over Carlos? Hell no. That's what no, I'm saying. Yeah, Hell no. But that's what he, he's got the weapons. So it's on him now.
7: But Shanahan is also a better play caller than Kingsbury, too. So that's it's just true. not on And, he, and that. I feel like he doesn't have a backup veteran quarterback to say, hey, this is how you're perfect. Uh, Cole this, McCoy? Cole McCord is not that old head where it's going to say, hey, like, this is how you break everything yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like a McCown. Somebody go teach him. Like, you know, like, I know the game. Hey, don't worry about that. You came in and won when he
2: got hurt last year, though. Ah, He did come in and win when he got hurt.
7: I think he he needs somebody that's going to really, like, sit him down and show him how to mature.
3: Like a Fitz. Think think about all those quarterbacks need that player. Now, unfortunately, not many of them have it. But then how, how are we certain, Kyle? He's receptive to it because he probably looking at. It. Colton Court does play his style, so yeah. you know you you True. can sit there and say mm-hmm. like,
2: "Hey, he knows what he's talking about because we play a similar style." Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. This is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, Lijay Duce. I'm not. Ooh, I'm not paying him with my with my teammates, Omar Kelly and Brandon Flowers. I I would give it one more year. Before. I'm talking about. I give it one more year. So, so what was with what was was those are the
3: mechanisms. Being. Yes, you're going to be angry. Yes, you're going to be pissed. Yes, you're going to hold out. But the i'll hey, hold and, out. He, here's the thing. He wants a deal in his fourth year. And, but, and he can truly threaten them because he could pick up and go play baseball. He, is. He, he, and, and, and so but I think my- he does hold a lot of leverage because the minute he says,
2: all right, you don't want to give me a deal? I'm going to play baseball. I'm just saying most and, players that and have and tried and to and do it, that after year three, it just hasn't panned
7: out but well. the thing is, everybody uses their leverage. If you don't yeah, play well, yeah. the GM go use their leverage. He has the leverage. because if, if he say, I don't want to play this year, Kingsbury, I'm out of there. Like, yeah, they only yeah, went yeah. like four games. Kingsbury, yeah. no, he's out of there. So he has all the leverage. I, I, I yeah. say I wouldn't give him a deal,
3: but then I thought about his baseball threat, which is a legitimate threat. Yeah. He's a first round well, pick. Hey, yeah, yeah. He's a, he is a legitimate actual baseball player. Yeah. And so I think I do have to give him. And the let's money. take
7: baseball. A lot of it, we are seeing franchise quarterbacks and high profile guys on teams demanding trades and are getting them trades. 100%. So even if he still wants to play football and go somewhere else, you can ask it's, for a trade. it's on the table. You yeah. just see how the NFL so, is
3: so unfolding. So we just caving the quarterbacks now. You, it has been like that. Quarterback. Yeah. we are talking about?
2: Demar Adams forced his way out of the safety position. ain't just quarterback. Nick Fitzpatrick forced his way out of the safety position. ain't just quarterbacks. If you got leverage, use it. Use it. This next story is very interesting. Bruce Smith, who is the greatest, one of the greatest defensive linemen all time, I believe leads the NFL in sacks in NFL history, is not happy with Tony Baselli's Hall of Fame selection. We're going to bring in our producer, Anthony, with the story to this.
5: Uh, Before we get to Bruce Smith, which real quick, because it is an interesting story, I do want to mention um, something of what Omar Kelly just said about Kyler Murray playing baseball. Mm. The team that owns Kyler Murray's baseball rights is the Oakland A's. Who are the worst team in Major League Baseball, and they are going to be the worst team for the foreseeable future. I don't think Adam Murray is gonna. I'm um, gonna threaten.
3: Go play for them. <laughs> hey, he depends he, 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 on how much he, that paper is. You like, like Arizona
5: was winning before he got there. That, that's very. That, that's true. They had the number one pick for a for reason. For a reason, huh? All right, but yeah, I just want to throw that out there that the Oakland A's own his rights, which is interesting. All right, so on to Bruce Smith. So Bruce Smith, uh, Pro Hall of Famer, defensive end. When questioned about Tony Baselli's supporters who are using Baselli's performance against Smith in the 1996 AFC Wild Card game as one of the key reasons for Baselli should get into the Hall of Fame, uh, Bruce Smith took to Instagram of all things that like Bruce Smith is on Instagram,
2: uh, and he I'm, will, I'm shocked he's on Instagram. <laughs> I did not know Bruce was on Instagram
5: with like a five to six page carousel of quotes. I'm only going to read the first one because I think it encapsulates everything he's trying to say. On one hand, I'm quite flattered to be considered the gold standard by which another player, another player's game can be measured to determine the qualifications into the hall of fame. But on a more serious level, I and other hall of famers believe it sets a a horrible, horrible presidents to negatively zero in on a standing member of the hall of fame's play in order to validate the candidacy of a nominee. According to Smith, who was also inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2009, the accuser of compromises the Hall of Fame's legitimacy, which he calls it an exclusive fraternity. This mm. is guys. uh guys. Buscelli, we know, did not have a lengthy NFL career. Does Bruce Smith have a valid argument here? Hell yeah, he got a valid ar- argument. I got
2: nothing against Tony Buscelli, but again, you just stated it, Anthony, right? He didn't have a long career. It says seven years, but in his seventh year, I believe he only played three games. So he really only played six years and I believe out of the six about four of those were actually really dominant so uh, I I get it right because you know the Hall of Fame and be focused to speak this that's supposed to be a different airspace right I mean those are the top of the top the best that have ever done it right so there has to be a precedent set on who you're allowing into the Hall of Fame so I get what Bruce Smith is saying I think a lot of people uh, when Tony Baselli got in this was a big discussion when he first was announced because a lot of players felt like he didn't have the career as far as the length of career to actually be you know uh to be able to get into the hall of fame because he played so short of a career
7: and, and the thing about that is he didn't dominate all those that's what i said so yeah. it was like four of the six yeah. he kind of dominated it
2: wasn't like he dominated all six years so
7: yeah so bruce he has the right so you um, know if Gorgeous anybody <laughs> if anybody has the
2: right it's bruce
7: smith exactly he, he has the accolades he has the rights to uh definitely speak on this but I yeah. understand exactly where he's coming from and like you said that's supposed to be a different airspace different it's, it's airspace. just a little bit different in basketball in mm-hmm. basketball you, I kind of feel like if you're a great like a good player in basketball you'll make the hall of fame I but... mean a
2: lot of good players have maybe yeah. not great players I mean we talked about this all the time Ben Wallace I think is in the hall of fame and Antoine Walker said he didn't believe he should be in there
3: he was I, one of the best, best defensive players, defensive players of I that said. era okay, yeah. I said the same thing Antoine would be crazy see,
7: but, but it's, it's, it's more players that made that hall of fame that you was like he was a good player but yeah. he wasn't I think you made it in
3: there right uh, I think that's for bat. yeah because they're a basketball
2: this yeah. is a football hall of fame so yeah. yeah I think Antoine also said like I think your college career has something to do with hall of fame and basketball which I thought yeah, was weird because it's, it's a professional that has nothing to do with college but yeah uh, so so
7: I, I agree I agree with Bruce when it's like no yeah. it's supposed to be a different airspace yeah 100% right? top and, of the and top and if you man. only played that amount of years you would have had a Barry Sanders that thing where yeah. it's like you got to get in yeah, here because yeah, the him, of
3: the Calvin work, Johnson, like, yo, your body of work has to be ridiculous. He played a total of seven years and really on the field for only six of those years. I yeah. I, I personally believe that the Hall of Fame class of 2022 is the weakest Hall of Fame class of this Dang, It's all bad to him. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, think about it. When when Dick Vermeil is probably the most accomplished person yeah. in, inducted into your Hall of Fame class, and, and this is a guy who retired from the league, from coaching for like a decade, if not two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Richard Seymour, Cliff Branch, Leroy B- Butler. Now, I like Leroy. Leroy, Butler. Leroy is a good one. Yeah, but Sam Mills over Zach Thomas—that's a personal thing for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm still surprised
2: Zach hasn't got in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Don't start. Don't make. me start. <laughs> don't let you start. Uh, don't make me start. Um, Bryant Young, like these yeah. are. All, it, it felt like this Hall of last Hall of Fame class were guys that had been waiting for. they eight, all these the guys nine, have been waiting forever. Yeah. Waiting for All right, you you know when you in the when you try you, you standing in line, y'all never had to stand in line in the club. For, but, so, <laughs> but the bouncer, you know, you if you done stood in line for forty five minutes.
2: All right, come on, come, come on, come on in, come on yeah. in, come on come on in. The club, exactly, say, say. you done made us look hot. Like you made uh, the line. Come on
3: into the formal room. You know it. what I'm saying. So that's that's what these got. These guys have been standing at the door for 45 minutes.
2: You're right. They've been there and, for a but, while. But
3: I, I it was a very thoroughly disappointing class. Yeah. Well, I, I would have rather. I would have rather. Hell, you put. I'm not a big Devin Hester guy, but I don't think he should have been the first ballot. But. Put Devin Hester in. Put uh, Reggie Wayne in. Uh, You could have put Zach Thomas in. You could have put so much. uh, Demarcus Ware didn't even make the finalist list. Jared Allen bro, bro
2: yeah. he's been waiting for a while. He's he's. Probably, it's only been like two years, I think. Yeah,
9: but still, he, he deserves
2: it. The
7: first no, 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 first no, ballot, no, 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 no. It's hard to put a special in first ballot. <laughs>
3: first ballot is a generational player. <laughs> it's hard Devin to put a, a generational he, player. He's a generational player. Generational player without a position. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he just he redefined hard, his it.
7: position. It was just I am He could not
3: be a first ballot. Oh my god! I'm absolutely. He, he changed the
7: way team. we view the game the we never games. cared we never cared about special teams as a fan you never looked at the game and cared about special teams when everybody there, tuned in when he was back. you like literally that. sitting at the edge yeah. of your seat and he performed at the biggest moments even in the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. It's like alright it's the first kickoff yeah. and then when you take that back it's like
2: yo covered him his whole career quick question said. that I want quick answers to um, do you think that the NFL Hall of Fame should change up the way you know they vote on should ex-players be able to vote on who gets into the Hall of Fame I think they should keep it the way they are
7: now because we, some players got their favorites, you know, yeah, like guys. Some, some
2: media
3: members too. Yeah, man. they We play a political game. <laughs> uh, that's a political game. Yeah. I, I I see it and I know how the sausage is made it needs to be changed. Mm. People who aren't even covering the NFL and haven't covered the NFL for over a decade still control the votes. They don't know this generation of players. They haven't covered this generation of players. They're just, you know, this Mm. Hall of Fame vote is just their their rite of passage. And that's cool, that's cool. But I think the system needs to be revamped where Hall of Fame members are voting, media members are voting, and a a select group of 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 players of coaches and executives. That's what I'll
7: say. Yeah. I say you the players, yeah. how you said the Hall of Fame players, and yeah. I like that okay. Yeah,
2: that was that was I like that suggestion Maybe we could put that out there and they'll change things up. The Stanley Cup final is on Sirius XM. Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning take on Nathaniel McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche with game one tonight at eight Eastern. Before they drop the puck, get the best analysis and opinion on NHL Network Radio channel 91 and you can listen to the hometown announcers on the sxm app richard sermon is heading to the studio to be an analyst for amazon prime's thursday night football games but he leaves the door open for a return to the field we talk about that next on i am athlete tonight here on mad dog sports radio hear in-depth analysis of the nba finals with danny green on inside the green room a serious xm podcast
7: andrew wiggins has changed the narrative about
5: who he was he's the second best player on the warriors and he might mess around and win finals mvp he has another great appearance another great outright but i I think i I might pick him as mvp if steph is off again but it's not just it's not because of the offense but his defense uh, more importantly
2: than anything inside the green room download it now on the sxm app or wherever you get your podcast let, let's just get right into it. I want to get Auntie her flowers, right? Let's, Because that's what we do on the show. We give our teammates they flowers. Auntie called this Golden State Warriors win in six games. She called this from the beginning, so I'll give her credit yet. Go ahead and give her a round of applause. Come on. Round of applause. Said the Warriors would win by plus eight. He was correct on that aspect as well. So, Auntie, I want to give you your flowers. And, you know, usually we do a whole bunch of different teases, but everybody in the sports know, world knows what we're talking about today, right? The Warriors are the 2022 NBA champions. Congrats to them. Congrats to Steph Curry, who was named the Bill Russell Finals MVP. He scored 34 points in a closeout game in game six last night, and he averaged over 31 points a game, six rebounds, five assists. Now, the Warriors, man, they, they really decided, you could tell early in this game, that this game was not going back to San Francisco. And in the first half, they went on a 21 to nothing run in the first half, which is the longest run in the NBA Finals in the last 50 years. After the game, Steph Curry talked about what it took for the Warriors and, and him himself to get back to this championship point.
6: This one hits different, for sure. Just knowing what the last three years have meant. What what it's been like (laughs) from injuries to, you know, changing on the guard and the rosters, wigs coming through, our young guys carrying the belief that we could get back to the stage and win, even if it didn't make sense to anybody when we said it. So I want to bring in our teammate, Auntie Chantel.
2: Auntie. My mom. What is the biggest reason? the Warriors are NBA champions this season. Mm. Steph Curry, Steph Art. Curry, Steph Curry. <laughs> you, know,
9: um, you know, adaptability, you know, I think that, that they were just able to count on like everyone um, and consistency when it mattered. Right. It, you know, October and November doesn't matter. in then NBA and, Wiggins just came through and and just balled out. Uh, Draymond had probably his best game of the series, just in everything he does. Right, the intangibles and and then Steph. You know, I was six points away from talking so much trash to you last night. And that, you know, I, I said he would have forty, but you did. You know, he just, you know, there was no way. Like I said yesterday, there's no way that that. Boston could have felt comfortable getting beat by 10, and Steph didn't didn't make a single three. And so you knew he was gonna do something. And 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 then, you know, we'll get on your boy Tatum in a minute. I don't know where yeah, we is. We're gonna talk about him later, went. don't you worry. <laughs> but yeah, that's why they're here. I'm, and I'm so happy for Steph and 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 you know, Aisha now, you know, now she's gonna be a good cook now, I guess. And <laughs> they, you know, they trash, but you know, I'm I'm excited for them, and, and it's well deserved. And it was a great series, it was a great series.
2: Yeah, b Flow. what do you think was the biggest reason for the Warriors to be, uh, for them to win the, why they won the championship this year?
7: I honestly just think they have the best team, Mm. right? They so deep, Mm -hmm. they can go nine and 10 deep if they want. But Steve Kerr, they also have one of the best, if not the best head coach in basketball right now. And Steve Kerr, because everybody likes to look at the Warriors and say, hey, they got a squad, who can't make that work? But it's hard when you got all these players and they have a great foundation where it's like, Anybody that comes to the Warriors,
2: they fit. 100%.
7: Right? It's not yeah. like, hey, his game don't fit what we do. It's just like they make it fit. So you got to give credit to the head coach. So when you have mm-hmm. a great team, a great head coach, and everybody that buy in, they're almost even on a different page than the Patriots because the Patriots have a lot of guys that don't have that much mm-hmm. talent, but just buy in into mm-hmm. what's going on, and they go and win. Like, you know, when you go to the Patriots, you know, I'm not going to get paid that much. I'm but going we're going to gonna win, win games. Yeah. yeah. Right, the Golden State Warriors—they have that, but they actually have good Talent. players yeah. and they draft well. That's another thing. That's another thing really about well. them. They draft well, yeah. so so it feels like this dynasty is going to be around for a while. And they know their personnel. Whatever small forward comes into their rotation, mm-hmm. like from Iggy when he yeah. was there, he was very important. KD just came and did his thing, and yeah. now Wiggs, Wiggins. It's just like man. that position is so crucial, and it always seems like they have that perfect piece, yeah. you know, to fit with uh, Steph and Clay out there and just to make this uh, inch and go. So I think, I think this is a collective job, you know, with the players, the front office, Steve Kerr. I just think they have the best organization yeah. right now and, and they are just going to keep piling on
2: range, you know, in these next couple of years. I would say they won this championship and just talking finals only because hundred percent Steph Curry refused to lose this finals. We've been talking about it and we as players, uh, you know this, B. Flow. You know this, Auntie Chantel. We could say we don't look at the news clippings, but we do. For we sure. hear we hear 100%. other analysts talking. So he definitely had the weight of that on his back, and you could tell because he was playing like it. Like you know, these people said, you know, I ain't one of the best ever. Like I got to go out here and win this Finals MVP, and then also win the NBA championship to solidify myself, even though. I will always be solidified as the greatest shooter to ever have played this game, but people are still saying I don't affect the game on the other end of the court. Well, you know what? I'm going to go out here and show you cause Steph actually played some really good defense last night. I believe I read a stat hey, guys that uh, were, were three of 12 on him when he was the main defender last night. So he was playing really good defense. So I would say for the finals alone, Steph Curry, steph curry steph curry he refused to lose that finals but as a whole team to your point you 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 made a great point b flow like that small forward position andrew wiggins was dynamite not only in the the postseason but during the regular season people forget he was selected as a starter on the all-star team for the western conference this year so he he's gonna get it back i know there's video of him and jordan Poole talking to each other saying hey we're going to get a bag. We're going to get a bag. This- <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Wiggins becomes free after next season. If I was the Warriors, I'd try to get-, get him some cash now, man, because again, if you want to sustain success, it seems like he just fits perfectly in with this group and you, Another point you made, Steve Kerr, man, and we're going to talk about him later. I mean, what he's been able to do with his big three, you know, Draymond, Clay, and Steph getting older, he's been able to bring in some younger guys. You got Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. We haven't even talked about Wiseman and Kaminga. Those guys are going to be really good for them in the future. And they just keep on trucking. And the way Steve Kerr is coaching, uh, he could potentially be on his way to being one of the, or if not the best coach to ever coach the game. So I want to ask you to this question, because we've had this discussion before did Steph Curry break into the top 10 in the NBA all time after his finals performance? he I for me the top 10 yesterday. Mm. So you already had him in there, and, auntie?
9: Yeah. Remember, Brandon, like, you know, he be Marsh. He be slipping out of, of I Am Athlete, like, when it's convenient for him, right? Crash, <laughs> <laughs> and now he don't want to show up. I talked to him earlier. He's like, I might pop in. I was like, you ain't popping into that shit. You ain't, you... I'm not popping in because you was wrong period but but you know i think you can't be the best shooter of all time and and not be in the top ten um and and you know like you said like he played defense yesterday and yeah. i just saw a different a different steph i yeah. like steph with a little you know a little trash talk i like 100%. petty steph yeah. Like, yeah i like petty steph and and you know when when he when he pointed at his finger the one time about the ring and then he did one where he told the crowd good night go like sleep, yep. <laughs> in Boston like that that show a little swag from Steph and so I like that and so I'm putting him in top ten. What you think, flow?
7: Oh, so, auntie, I want to ask you this before I go. Is, is he in your top five? Oh, no. <laughs> I need to know your top five then. If he's not in your top five,
2: he, oh, hold he, on, flow. You got to be your top five. Um, he's. Well, He's on the cusp.
7: He's five-ish. For Ooh. me, he's five-ish, right? But I want to, I want to
9: hear. I think he's six man of the year. Uh, but um Braun, because you know he's my favorite. <laughs> Braun, you gotta have MJ. Mm-hmm.
6: Right?
9: You gotta have, you gotta have Kobe. Um he his
2: argument there.
9: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going back. I'm going way right Oh we got
2: five though, bro.
9: Two without Shaq. You gotta have wait a minute now, Shaq, and can hey, you imagine you ain't Magic Johnson at all? Can you and nah, can you imagine having Shaq and Wilt in the painting? Yeah, that's my top five.
7: Yeah, see, who you, see so for who you me, got before. So for me, of course, you got LeBron. You got MJ. For me. You definitely have to throw in. See, for me, I'm a magic guy. Like the way yeah. he was Showtime, magic was Showtime and, he ran, man. and he ran that team. I like Magic in my top five. And see, these last two is so hard for me because so Kareem was lethal, Shaq was dominant, Bill Russell, Bill Russell, like
2: he had He was unstoppable. <laughs> And but, then you got Wilt, too. You know, and and there. Kobe,
7: Kobe. Kobe is who he is.
2: my
9: time out, Brandon. You, you ain't give me the five. You gave me three in like nine seconds. <laughs>
7: I gave you three. My four will be Shaq. And my fifth, I think, Steph surpassed Ooh. Kobe Ooh, with oh. three on, on this one. Oh, really? On, on this ring right here. Kobe does have one more ring. But anyone two without like, Shaq. He won two without Shaq. Right. But just as a player, the way Steph changed the game, and his story not even done, written, been yeah. written yet. So okay. I, I can, okay, I'll take that back. He's not top five right now. But you got, him I don't in the know, top 10. I don't know. I got him tied with Kobe. I have
2: him tied with Kobe. So he's definitely your top ten. You got him yeah, tied yeah, yeah, five. yeah, for sure.
7: Because yeah. the way he changed the game, and the way he seemed like he's not slowing down, man. It's yeah. just, and that's why I got him five ish right now. But but he's definitely in my top ten.
9: I, I understand what you're saying, but. I can't compare him to Kobe because at the end of the day, and you're right, you 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 said a great point. You know, his career is not over yet, so yeah. he still has time. But I still look at – he still uh, didn't show up at game five, right? There were still quarters where Steph didn't show up. When you look at them finals that Kobe's played in, like Man. Kobe showed up every
7: night, like every night. But, Auntie, he yeah. had to show up because he didn't have the help that stuff had, right? So, the ball had to go through Kobe the whole game when he was like, I'm, I, not we're Shane, not, I'm talking about without Shaq. Oh, I'm okay. talking about yeah, without yeah, Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he oh, kind okay. of wasn't passing the ball to Shaq anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's why people, Kobe, reminds so many people of MJ because MJ wasn't passing the ball either. So, yeah. it was a different type of game you was looking at where it's like, hey, this is the show. He's kind of going to ball back then. Yeah. You right. know? But and think then about he, it. He won without Shaq,
9: right? Mm-hmm. And can you name some other players on them teams? Like it, you know, like just like this, right? Wow, the saw was nice. They, they don't, but but look, <laughs> the Warriors don't win last night and they don't win this series without Wiggins. Like, period. Like, they don't win without Wiggins. They don't win without the dog of Draymond Green. They don't, they don't you take Draymond Green and Wiggins off that team, you're right. Steph would have had to show up. And he still had to show up. He still needed 34. He needed 34. He still needed the average 30 for them to um Win with the series, but yeah, I, I have him coming off the bench. But I don't know, Beef I don't know if I can say he tied with Kobe <laughs> right yet. But
2: but we're gonna see. He got a couple more years. I mean, I think to me, it's it's definitely a conversation. Top ten, no matter. Like I know Antoine Walker feels like no, no matter what he did, he still wasn't in the top ten. I'm like, how can he not? Nice. Can least be a top conversation. 10? Conversation, because I mean, you know, we were putting our list out there. And the question, I think, question mark was Larry Bird. Like, do you put him in front of Larry Bird or do you put Steph in front of Larry Bird? Uh, he surpassed Larry Bird now in championship. But I believe Larry Bird had three. Steph now has four. So to me, I think it's an open conversation. And to Antoine's point, right? Steph self scouted himself he got in the gym he's a little bit more bigger so he was able to defend a lot better during these last. finals and we saw that last night this is i am athlete tonight i'm your host lee jay with my teammates brandon flowers and auntie Chantel, and we're talking about the 2022 and 23 no 2021 and 2022 nba champions the golden state warriors and steph curry winning the mvp of the finals last night and curry spoke after the game about why this championship just felt different than the previous three championships.
6: This one hits different for sure. Just knowing what the last three years have meant, what what it's been like from injuries to, you know, changing on the guard and the rosters, wigs coming through, our young guys, carrying the belief that we could get back to the stage and win, even if it didn't make sense to anybody when we said it.
2: Now, Auntie Chantel, was this the most impressive championship from the Golden State Warriors?
9: I think so. I, th- I think that that they they did go through a lot. And and Steph, you know, he was trying to be nice, but he said he he was throwing some shade. And we did this shit without KD. We did this when everybody was hurt. Like I love it. I, I think the petty petty uh, Steph was in there somewhere. But you know, I just think what they had to do. You know. I, I'm not sure that they have the most talented team. I do think that Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches, mm. but but I think I think roster wise, from one to twelve or whatever, they are not the most talented team. But I think that makes the win that much more impressive. it makes what they did and and you know you said it many times, dudes. You know the Celtics were in this position. They're gonna come back and and they're playing so well and they wanted this so bad and and to go through everything that they went through and and Boston was a hard fought series and and so you know I just I you got to put this up there but look the latest one is always the best one
2: yeah what do you think you think this is the most impressive championship for, for sure. the Golden State Warriors
7: for sure because like Auntie was saying like when the, when they put their lineup on paper you don't automatically say all right, these are yeah, the guys that's going to that's that's gonna blow everything yeah. off the floor because You know, Looney came along this year and did his Mm. thing. They drafted Wiseman for a reason because they probably didn't feel Looney was going to be what he panned out to be.
2: And he's going to be a free agent so somebody's going to pay him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Steph coming off injury. So you
7: don't know what Steph is going to give you. It was so much uncertainty. Um, Wiggins, you don't know how he's going to fit in. Exactly. So so when the ball was tipped off, they played so well. They meshed so well. So you, you tend to forget about that. But a lot of people had to step up and play their role. 100%. You know, that would was, that was, was so impressive. You know, even when Poole come in and want to do his thing and mm-hmm. you gotta calm him down sometime. But it's just like, hey, the role you played this year, like we needed that. That was massive. You didn't give us that last year. Like, we needed mm-hmm. that this year. Like everything that they got from every player, they actually needed that to get them over the top this year. So that's yeah. why it was it was definitely so much special, you know, as an athlete, um when things get taken away from you, mm. that's what you want more than anything, right? So when you're going through the season and you don't get hurt at all and you play three, four seasons straight, you can kind of take the next game for granted, right? Yeah. But when you miss eight weeks or a whole season due to like uh, the ACL and you just got to sit down and watch, you start to miss practice. 100%. You start yeah. missing how them wins felt in the locker room and victory speeches, everybody hugging after the game. Like they missed that. Yeah. And they hurt everybody, like you said, talking and telling them like y'all not go come back yeah you know so just to prove everybody wrong everybody stepped up like they feel invincible right now like you say they gotta pay wiggins but they i think they feel like yo we can draft somebody and we still gonna be that you Ooh, know, so... I don't know, he I, was so pivotal. They're going to, they to keep Wiggins,
2: scoring. though. They got to keep Wiggins, especially with Steph and them getting early, older. Wiggins is young.
7: But but I feel like Iggy did the same thing. And when Iggy left, it was just like, oh, it's points. a whole, He wasn't scoring
2: as many points.
7: He wasn't scoring as many <laughs> points. But
2: I, I, I honestly got faith in Golden State and what hey, they do the there. Steve Kerr, 100%. Um, to me, definitely, this is the most impressive one. Uh, to your point, right, you talked about the injuries, not only to Steph Curry, but to Klay Thompson, mm-hmm. right? Being away from the game for two-plus years, Um you know, he wasn't his normal self, you know, before you could always almost count on Clay and Steph getting 20, no matter what, mm-hmm. but you couldn't count on that this year from, from Clay. So now you're talking about continuity, bringing Andrew Wiggins in and him dropping 18 to 20 every single game. Uh Jordan Poole automatic offense off the bench. And when Steph was hurt, shoot, sometimes Jordan Poole was dropping 30, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. it was, they really have a next man up mentality. I mean, Gary Payton, the second paid a pivotal role on defense. And then sometimes when they needed 15 from him, he would deliver so like even Draymond falling off and getting older where he's close to averaging close to a triple double and he did that last night. Um he hadn't really done that all during the playoffs and he showed up last night. So in terms of NBA dynasties, where do you rank the Warriors cuz you look at it as a whole, right? They've been to the finals six out of the last 8 years. They've won four out of the last eight. Auntie Chantel, where do you rank this Warriors Warriors dynasty? You know, I know I'm
9: going to get some backlash. But I, I don't know if they're a dynasty
2: yet. Like, you So know. you're the second person I've heard <laughs> that, but how can you not be a dynasty when you've been to the final six out of the last eight and you okay. won four out of the last eight? Right. You're right. You know,
9: I just, I just,
2: I don't know. I, maybe because it wasn't back to back to back. Well, I mean, they won two in a row, right? And then they missed a year, then won another one.
9: Right. But, but you know what? Like, when you think of dynasties, you know them: Laker team, the Celtics team, the Bulls team. The Bulls, yeah. So was maybe the second because... was the
2: second Lakers team uh, technically a dynasty with Paul with Paul Gasol and Kobe? Nah, I mean, but then again, it was what about it was about like seven or eight years between the time right. they won that But, but show, I, yeah. I think that 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 maybe it's just because like Golden State
9: isn't like that pretty dynasty team, like you know. He, you can't write. You can't do a thirty for thirty on the on the Golden State Warriors right now. Like yeah. I, I don't think so. When you can do a thirty for thirty on, them, then they become a then they become a dynasty. We'll see.
7: We what do you think before? Be I think that dynasty They're just a different type of dynasty, right? Yeah. So when you think of the Bulls and you think of those guys, they was tough. You had Rodman diving for rebounds, MJ talking his talk and backing you down, and Pippen playing great defense. Like everybody had a staple, and they was tough. These guys just run around, shoot the ball, and they make it look easy. So yeah it's not appealing to the eye that it's hard to win these games the way they are winning them, but they are. They are winning. So I think it depends on what you call
2: a dynasty. Do yeah, you know, do I you... think it's a dynasty. I mean, again, you went to six out of the last eight and you didn't just go, right? You won half of them. So Four out of the last eight? Like To me, that's a dynasty. So I
7: asked that question real quick because LeBron been to eight straight finals. So but, with the but, teams but he, he, LeBron, he only won, a, he
2: only won before the Lakers won the championship, he had only won, what, one of the that he went to eight straight, but only won one? Yeah, but... So I I proposed this question to our producer, Anthony, when I talked to him earlier. You remember those... Buffalo Bills teams in the 90s they went to the five, like the championship game every year but they would can't lose sure. so, they, yeah. so are they considered? they can be a dynasty yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I'm I saying so LeBron's teams can't be a dynasty for one it was two different teams mm-hmm. right and then uh, he was he won what two and then he was off and missed a couple and he went eight straight years but they only ended up winning I think what three out of eight maybe so who knows hey.
1: Want more I Am Athlete Tonight? This your boy, B. Marshall. If so, you can get a new episode every night by subscribing to the main I Am Athlete Tonight podcast feed. We're on Mad Dog Sports Radio every weeknight, 7 and 9 Eastern. However, if you can't catch us live or you just want to hear the show again, you can always catch us on Apple or Stitcher or however you get your podcast. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the XM Sports Podcast Network.
8: You.